Oh, hi, Clinton here. I hope you enjoyed chapter one of this year's story. There's much more to come. Oh, and a bit of a clarification. With the exception of a few places in the story, these are all original songs. If a song was written by another composer, I'll be sure to point that out at the end of the episode. Okay, on with the show. The Comedy Forecast Network. Let's dog-ear this for now. This is Comedy Forecast, episode 734, Batter Days, Chapter 2. Brought to you by the Comedy Forecast's patrons on Patreon.com. Thank you. Please consider joining Barry, Amy, Howard, and the other patrons who support the show for as little as a dollar a month. New episodes of Batter Days will premiere every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday until the beginning of August. To hear the story from the beginning, just go to Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four, dot com slash 2022. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now here's Chapter 2, Thoroughly Modern Methods. Previously in our story, Mayor Rory's annual Founders Day speech on the Village Green went off without a hitch, except for the unexpected power outages. These dips in electricity appear to be a growing problem at Middling Fair. At the conclusion of the mayor's speech, the annual post-Founders Day speech carnival began. As this chapter opens, only a few locals have remained to enjoy the carnival. Among them are Abby Fallmacher, owner of the Little Wicker Basket Company. Little Wicker Baskets, they're everywhere. And the Venus Arms Hotel and Towers. Miss Fallmacher is using the event as the annual hotel employee outing. Cost zero. Win! With her are Giles, the hotel's front desk clerk. <clears throat> and assistant manager. As well as the hotel's geriatric, if not downright Jurassic, bell captain, Cap. Cap is sitting on a ledge above the carnival's dunk tank. Ha <sighs> ha! Ah, face it, I'm no good at improv. No, no, what's that thing that's like improv? Uh, oh, yeah, astronomy. Don't worry, Cap. I can never hit these targets. Psych! I was the best pitcher the Omaha Girls Softball League ever had. Take this! Whoa! Back in my day, they used to put water in the dunk tank. Sorry, Mac. Well, that's weird. I just filled it an hour ago. I must say, Miss Farmacher, you seem to be slightly agitated today. Oh, it's this Brax Higgins business. His plan to take over the Little Wicker Basket Company nearly ruined the business. And nearly got you killed. Yes, that too. You were not Thank there. goodness Kipper and Mulligan turned out to be so incompetent. No! I'm afraid you're going to have to run the hotel alone for a bit, Giles. I have to go back to Pleasant View to try to right the wicker ship. Thanks for nothing! Things are pretty bad at the moment. How bad are they? I may have to start saying, little wicker baskets. They're almost everywhere. Oh my! Can someone get me a ladder? I'm just glad Higgins is in prison now. We're tossing a bunch of that cotton candy. Serves him right. I hope he's enjoying his life behind bars. 
In a segue that actually makes sense, we turn our attention to the nearby town of Convenience, located south of Chasm Valley. Convenience has the dubious honor of playing host to the state's largest prison. This is a facility so cruel, it is often referred to simply as the cage. Disgraced former Little Wicker Baskets executive Brax Higgins is being escorted through the grungy, dimly lit halls of the prison by two guards. Come in. Here he is, Warden. Oh, yes. Hello, Mr. Higgins. I'm Warden Dr. Dwayne Schur. Welcome to Happy Meadows Maximum Security Prison. Happy Meadows? Don't you mean the cage? No. No, it's Happy Meadows. You see, I think part of the problem with this prison is that it has a bad reputation. A prison with a bad reputation. Someone please alert the media. That's what I'm talking about. When people hear the word prison, they conjure up images of bars and chains and guns. I can't imagine why. Right? You see, by making some simple changes, I believe I can rehabilitate not only our guests, I can also fix the reputation of this whole prison. Giving it a new name is just an example. Still working on that one. It's all part of my vision. Vision? Why should prison be so prisony? My research says that if you want to reform people, you have to trust them. And the people that hired you bought all that? Well, not exactly. I, I had to convince them. You see... I heard all the wailing How this prison was failing I offered to take charge and make it work Nobody would listen My big plans for the prison All I got from them was a great big smirk Then what happened? I said I'd take incarceration and flip it on its head. I mean, why just serve out a sentence? Let's spread some cheer instead. For instance, nightly guest receptions will lead to new friendship. It's hard to shift your cellmate after You've shared some three-bean dip And when you want to get things moving There's lifting weights, of course But would you choose this as your option If you could ride a horse And then they hired you? Not exactly you're mad They cried Like I was Frankenstein Oh, sir They jeered They were so unkind But I said I I've done all my research Doctor, dear sir That isn't how it works 
works. I replied, don't think it's all gloomy. And there's no room for glee. For instance, solitary's lonely. Put two in there or three. Don't forget that the prison guards here tend to intimidate. But what if we had them use humor meant to self-deprecate? And when it comes to trusting inmates, this place will raise the bar. We'll shout out, stay inside your jail cells, then keep the door ajar. Not sure, get out. They said no, screamed at me. Hey, wait, said I, I'll do the job for free. They paused, they taught, then turned and smiled at me. You have the job, despite your sad CV. That is the true story. You got the whole tour. I think I proved clearly that one thing's for sure. If crime is a disease, if crime is a disease If crime is a disease I am this place seem like home take off these dirty filthy cuffs open the front gate and i'll walk out for a pack of cigarettes and never come back <sighs> i can see you still don't get it but you will now you probably want to get settled we're building an amazing open floor plan common sleeping area but for now space is tight you'll be sharing a cell i think you'll like your roommate he's rather Unique. Here you go. I'll let the two of you get acquainted. <laughs> I hope you like music. Rude. And dusty. Oh, hello. My name is Brax Higgins. Who are you? And please, tell me that that is not the only bathroom in here. They call me bad. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. They call me bad. It's impolite to mumble. You need to speak up. Oh, I can be louder. Oh, they call me bad, not believe. I love to sing, it's what I do. It's how I start each day. 
and end them the same way. I tried to kill someone. Did you? Bad note, Billy. Wow, that's quite a throwback. What happens next? To find out, be sure to come back for Chapter 3, Headline Headaches. In this episode, the part of Abby Fallmarker was played by Bonnie Kenderdine. The Carney was played by Scott Morris from the Disney Indiana podcast at DisneyIndiana.com. And Dr. Warden D. Wayne Chur, as well as the narrator, were played by Gary J. Chambers, GaryJChambersVO.com. The song Give My Regards to Broadway was written by George M. Cohan. Additional voices, as well as story and music, by Clinton Alvord. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. And remember, to hear this story from the beginning, just go to Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four, dot com slash 2022. But for now, that's it. We're done, 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 done. Bye-bye.